Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the, well, Tony to my Chris. Tony, say hey, Tone. Hey, guys. Um, you are tuning in to our 50th episode of the Proton A Pack. Big 5-0. Big 50, and we're still quarantined for the second. This is the second one during the... Uh, this is the third one. Yeah. I feel like this Corona Con's going on forever. <laughs> it basically has. Uh, and we really, we haven't been doing them once a week. Uh, it's been more like once every two weeks. So it just goes to show how long it's been going on. But yeah, it, well, there's also the whole thing is there hasn't been a lot of news to actually do a show. And, right. Everything's been canceled left and right. <laughs> and so, you know, we did definitely want to put out this 50th, episode, anniversary show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there is actually some news to report, so it's not going to be a super long show, but uh, we got some things to cover. And yeah. of course, you know, we want to look back on the, uh, you know, 50 episode history of the Proton Pack podcast. and Woo! 50. Exactly. And obviously thank everybody who's tuning in, watching, listening, subscribing, downloading. Uh, we wouldn't, well, we would probably be doing this without you, but uh, it'd be a little less fun. So, it'd be a little less fun. So, what are we last? What's our official number right now of uh, followers? Last I checked was in the 1700s. Uh, I haven't even checked recently, but it's. I, I checked the other day and we were, I want to say, 1723, somewhere in that ballpark. Hey. So, so, you know, that's awesome because if you think about when we did this 50 episodes again, A, we weren't doing video. It was nope. just strictly podcast. We weren't. Uh, um, it wasn't we live. Using, yeah, it was not live. And we were also, we were using Zoom before Zoom was cool. Just saying. Because you notice now everybody's doing Zoom parties. Everyone's like, let's Zoom. <laughs> you know well, what Zoom is? Well. Yeah. Zoom has had to catch up quickly. Um, <laughs> The other day, and I'll talk about, uh, you know, obviously in one of my shameless plugs, what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is uh, I'm, you know, chief engineer, COO of uh, a company called America Matters Media. And so we produce radio shows and podcasts and things along those lines all day, every day, basically. And uh, last Monday went in, got everybody set up on Zoom, clicked into Zoom, and there were a bunch of penises and butts and we got Zoom bombed. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly had to shut that down, establish a new link, create a new password, send it out. And uh, oh, that was a headache, but uh, better that than, uh, you know, broadcasting what, what <laughs> the FCC would be. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the FCC would be none too happy with us. So, yeah, no, definitely not. That would not be a good start to uh, a Monday morning episode. Yeah, no. so not at no, all. No, I don't think we'll get bombed on this one. But if we do, it's fit. You know, what wouldn't a proton pack be with something silly happening? Exactly. So uh, before we get into it, let's go ahead and hit our shameless plugs tone. Talk you about what we're doing. Aside from this. It's shameless blood time! But if in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> All right, so the first shameless plug, if you've uh, 
you got a keen eye and you're watching, you'll notice that the uh, colors of my hat have reversed since uh, the last time we did a show. Um, or maybe did it was the show before. Hat? I got a new hat. Yeah. This is one of our Rough Riders hats for Rough Riders, the dog rescue that I run. We pull dogs from kill shelters out in the rural areas, bring them back up here, work with uh, local shelters, local dog rescues, give them a second chance at life, find them homes. And, uh, you know, if anybody's interested in learning more about what we do at Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org or facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And of course, we're always looking for donations. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot involved and most of it is because it's transport, it's gas money and supplies and things along those lines that we need to uh, just keep things going. And we've been busier than ever through this whole corona pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say one of the popular things has been uh, fostering, right? Uh, it has been, it, yeah. Yeah, fostering the dogs, it seems to be a really big thing. I, it's a great cause, so, you know, I, I, I'm, wow. I obviously can't talk and I'm not drinking on this episode. <laughs> um, so, you know, always a great cause and uh, awesome thing to do, so. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're stuck at home, why not foster? If you have the ability to, uh, it's a great way to help some of the shelters out and, you know, give a dog some uh, some love and some companionship during through all of this. Yes. Yep. Always a good thing. Yep. So, aside from my thing, there's also Tony's thing, which he does every Sunday night, including tonight. Uh, oh, some yeah! little tease of what to expect. Yes, yeah, so I do uh, a little radio. I have a 20-minute segment on uh, Jimmy Jones's pop culture kaboom. And uh, tonight, it'll be from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So check it out on KNVC 95FF, not KNVC 95.1FM, Carson City, Reno, or listen live at www.knvc.org. For the number one show on KNBC 95.1, Pop Culture Kaboom. Tonight, Jimmy Jones, we will discuss. Uh, so our movie segments are now just called Video On Demand segments since there's no theaters. And there's actually some good ones tonight. Um, the one I was most surprised will be talking about uh, a couple of crappy movies. Um, but two of them are Netflix ones. Uh, uh, Meet the Willoughbys, which is an animated flick. And then... Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth's uh, Extraction. So, huh. looks like an awesome flick. I knew nothing about it. Uh, it's done, produced by the Russo brothers who did uh, Avengers. Um, it looks really cool. So, I'm excited for that to come to Netflix. And I'll be discussing that tonight. And then, uh, we'll also be giving a review on, uh, Jimmy and I were able to screen this movie called To Your Last Death. And uh, it's a horror animated, kind of in the vein of uh, Saw and uh, it's like Saw meets Groundhog Day, kind of. But it's okay. done in the Archer style. So um, you'll have to put the trailer up on our page. Um, you know, it's it's kind of unique in the sense of a horror animated film. So um, we got uh, the, the writers of the show will be on there tonight. And that is, I've got the cheat sheet here. Jim Sorelli <laughs> and Tanya Klein will be on the show tonight discussing the movie and they were courteous enough to let us uh, watch an early screener of that. So got to watch it and I surprisingly liked it. So uh, we will, well, I won't be talking to them, but Jimmy will tonight. So tune in on KNVC.org or if you're in the local Nevada, it's 951 KNVC. 
as we say every week on this show. Exactly. And the, the final shameless plug. Uh, so over the last few episodes, been talking about the uh, radio show that I do on America Matters Media, uh, where I produce a number of shows. Well, uh, we've had some changes come through, and uh, it's actually worked out uh, pretty well in my advantage in that starting May 4th, every morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. <laughs> from 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I will no longer have Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks, but we'll be rebranding with a brand new morning show, two hours, just a, a fun sort of drive time morning show with uh, Mr. Tony helping out here. Where is he? There he is, right there. Oh, yeah, right here, yeah. this guy. Yeah, and uh, the show is going to be called The Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and uh, yes, that is my radio name for, um, you know, just changing things up a little bit. But uh, yeah, so May 4th, Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can go on to America Matters Media Facebook page or americamatters.us or the Facebook page that I established, which is Christian Phoenix Radio, facebook.com, forward slash Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio with an R, and uh, we will have a, uh, a daily show to fill your ear holes. Uh-oh. 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 I just turned down the sound and it still came up, but we're good. To Tony's starting his Facebook. I am starting the Facebook so I can answer questions while we're on there, so. But uh, I'm excited for the show, man. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to be different than Proton Pack, but uh, I look forward to contributing to whatever I can. Obviously, I have uh, a non-cool radio job I have to go to a lot. So I won't be on all the time, but I will be a featured person there every once in a while, and I'm looking forward to it. Exactly. All right, so that does it for our shameless plugs. Um, one of the things before we go into the TV show segment as we normally do, this being our 50th episode, wanted to take a, a look back a little bit. The other thing we did was we put up a phone number on our Facebook page to allow you guys, those listening and watching at home, to give us a call and leave a voicemail message really about whatever. You can talk about the Proton Pack, uh, you know, what you find fun, what's exciting in your life. Uh, basically, we just want to give you guys another avenue to hear what's going on in your life. And, uh, you know, if it seems like a good fit, we'll play it here on the radio, uh, not the radio station. So used to my Monday through Friday here on the Proton Pack <laughs> podcast. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but uh, Tony has a couple that we were able to pull since... Uh, putting that phone number up. And Tony, do you have that phone number offhand? I, I do. The phone number for the show. Um, first off, let me, let me want to address real quick for the audio issues. I apologize. The audio issues are coming out or the audio is good. So I'm glad you guys can hear us. The video issues. It's probably not your internet. It's mine. I don't know what's going on here in Fort Collins. Um, shows my internet's doing good, but I'm having video issues. Yeah, so fingers crossed. If it freezes and stuff, uh, which a few people have commented on it, as long as you can see Chris, if I'm blurred out or Thanos out, just that's just how it is, unfortunately. But uh, if you want to tune in to, uh, if you want to give us a call, the number is 775-453-6066. And that number again is 775-453-6066. 6066. You can also find that on our Facebook page. 
but yeah, you can call and leave us messages, and we happen to have two shout-outs here, so we'll play one right now for you. Hey, this is Jimmy Jones, host of All Things Pop Culture Kaboom, and I wanted to call and say happy 50th episode to the Proton Pack with Chris and Tony podcast. You guys do a great job, and I look forward to hearing you every week when you guys do your podcast. So please do continue, and I will talk to you again on your 100th episode. Congratulations, and best of luck, and much success to you guys. Talk to you later. Sweet. Jimmy, that was awesome, buddy. Yeah, you know he had to run. He's got to oh, okay. go get for his show. He's doing his live at five right now. We're almost past that. Um, <laughs> and and Lacey, Jimmy, Lacey, you, Lacey you also said hi and said uh, video is better now. Sorry. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, you don't have to wait till the hundredth episode to uh, reach out. You can leave us a voicemail anytime you want. I like it. And then yep. there's this uh, old school fan of the show. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. Here's an old school uh, voicemail here. Oh, yeah, this is the Juan Pablo right on the underground where I just want to give out a good shout out to my friends, Christian uh, and uh, Tony, uh, for putting on 50 episodes, actually only 49 episodes. And you never had the Juan Pablo on in a long time. I know I'd be retired and I'd take a hiatus. Uh, lately, I've been hiding in the attic with the squirrels. The squirrels be squatting away at the fan seamers every morning. Anyway, if I sip my morning coffee and have a little brandy savage voice, I want to wish you the very best. And cheers to 50 more. Uh, the Proton Pack, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, World Papa approved. Have a good day, fellas. Congratulations. All right. <laughs> All right. A rare... A yeah, rare. Uh, yeah. Now, the weird thing is that uh, based on our conversation be before the show, you mentioned that you have squirrels in your attic and that Juan Pablo's living with the squirrels. Are you keeping him in your attic? One can never tell. Uh oh. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from him in a while. We haven't heard from him. We also haven't heard from our friend Taylor Swift. She was an old school friend of the show. Yeah. Throw them back to some early episodes of the show. They used to be real good friends. <laughs> Speaking of early episodes, so one of the things I wanted to do with this being the 50th episode is look back on uh, what if some of our favorite episodes were. And I got to say mine hands down was the Drunk Tony episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that episode seven? That was episode seven. Episode seven. That was... Uh, Go ahead. You could say. Oh, I was uh, going to say if, if if you guys haven't heard that one, just go back. You know, obviously we were still trying to find our footing, and but uh, Tony had just a little too much to drink in that episode, and it seemed like his audio throughout the entire episode started to slow down. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but it was hilarious. It was definitely a, a, a milestone episode, and. Tony's done good about uh, reining it back in. He's got a few other, uh, you know, Princess Yum Yum episodes since, but yes. uh, nothing Today's quite to that degree. Not sponsored by a Kirkland Signature Water. <laughs> <laughs> Last week it was the Malibu, uh, or two weeks ago is the Malibu. Yeah, I was telling a, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, she's like, I didn't know you did a podcast. I said, yeah. So I shared, she goes, which episode should I listen to? I'm all seven. Definitely episode seven. Maybe don't start her out with seven. 
That might give well, her the wrong idea. Well, I, yeah, you know, I don't know because I, you know, what's weird is in the early days, I used to go back and I would listen to him right away and just kind of critique and kind of see where I could get better. And then over time, I just kind of, I like, I don't like listening to my voice all the time. So I'll go back and listen to him all the time. I get the feedback from other people like, oh, that was good. Or maybe next time do this. So I think other people have kind of just given me critiques here and there now. But uh, um, I was going to say that is also one of my favorite ones. But uh, uh, we've had so many good ones. And I can remember so many early segments like the Chris Jericho's, the Taylor Swift's, the as the nerd world turns, or even worse, I used to sing a lot of the intros <laughs> before we did like the the digitized stuff that we hit with a button. Um, another one, there's been a, some of my favorite moments of the show has definitely been the uh, Reno Pop Culture Con we did in November, trying to do a live podcast and and how how it really I felt like we were a big deal, even though you know I feel like we're just normal normal guys, but. Right. Uh, but being in that moment, actually having people come up and check us out, and then you've got Flash Gordon right here, and you've got, you've just got like Tara Strong comes up to our booth, or you know uh, Daniel Logan who was Boba Fett, young Boba Fett coming by, and you just had um, just so many people. We got to meet Tim, um, Tim Nidell, and Tim Nidell, and uh, and just how cool he was and humble. I mean, that was such a great experience, and. Um, getting to interview Tim was cool. And, uh, yeah. even the surge of power was our first uh, person we ever interviewed. And, and it was just so surreal. And I, and I feel like, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, the Denver pop culture con got canceled. So, or, so we won't be there sadly, but, uh, when the world gets back to normal, I hope we can do some more live podcasts and, uh, it's been fun. I mean, this started out just as, uh, for those out there that don't know or just tuning in for the first time, uh, Chris and I did kind of a hybrid music pop culture show a long time ago, and then it turned into Tears from the Pits. And it was just a heavy metal podcast that just kind of ran its course, and then we got out of it for a while. And then it was like we both missed it and got back into it, and here we are, man. And I, I could talk to one of my very best friends and just – Every week we catch up. I think it's probably why I don't call and text you as much. I kind of save it for our episode. <laughs> right. There's so much to discuss yeah. on a weekly basis that, uh, you know, it used to be we would text, hey, did you check out this trailer? Hey, did you see this? You know, oh, man, this is awesome. And now we all, you know, sort of save that all up for when we can get on here and, and just, you know, sort of geek out about it. And, you know, and I think that's what, uh, you know, people who are listening and watching, you know, see that we genuinely enjoy the topic as much as we like, you know, just hanging out and, and doing all this stuff. <laughs> and this is cool too. So we started incorporating the fan feedback. I want to say about four or five episodes ago, and I, mm -hmm. I feel it's getting a little smoother. I, so I look down a lot, which kind of sucks because I don't have it up here because my computer's too slow. So I have to have multiple devices, but uh, uh, a couple of shout outs, uh, Lacey, Mike, Thanks for tuning in every week and chiming in. Jenny Wink is here. Hey, Jenny. Hey. Um, Jennifer Butler. Hi. How are you from Denver? She's down watching us right now. Melissa. Oh, I guess back. She is watching. She's a coworker of mine. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and Mike's favorite episode was Drunk Tony. So that's a popular one. Yep. And Lacey's favorite episode is 
just one of our episodes where we don't talk about how bad the Joker is, especially Jared Leto. Well, it's funny you bring that up. He's so sucky, was- <laughs> sucky. <laughs> the funny thing is we had nothing Jared Leto or Joker related for this episode. And Lacey, no, no. you did it to yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. The Jared Leto, he be. Oh, oh very good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in for, you know, just really supporting everything that we do with this. You know, we've, we try to make it on a regular basis and, and, uh, you know, make it at a time that, uh, you know, nobody's put out. And of course, during the quarantine, most everybody's home anyway. So if you're not listening or watching, you have no excuse. Just oh, and Demi Shipley joined. Hi, Shipley. Hey, Demi. And just a chance, because I never get to say it online, but buckle cheese. <laughs> that was for Jim. <laughs> right on. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get now on with the show. Get on with the show and let's go into our TV segments as we do. The cream of the crop. Bazinga. Oh, no. The cream of the crop. Oh, let's go, Pop. Excellent. Hail to the king, baby. So TV news has been slow, obviously, with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Tony did send the, over... Uh, the what? The... As, coronavirus! Coronavirus! <laughs> as Cardi B so aptly says. Um, so TV news has been slow. Tony sends over the, the news articles that I'll go through and place into order. Well, we had two news articles and <laughs> related to TV. And normally... Normally... I skip over things related to this first one just because it's a little outside of the whole pop culture realm. Now, with that being said, we've needed... <laughs> this has to be like a trailer of the week because there's no such thing as trailers in this new world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I begrudgingly watched what Tony sent me over. The Saved by the Bell reboot official teaser <laughs> trailer. Wow. <laughs> wow. I hope they do a remix of the intro, man. That's classic. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, Tony, I'm sure, is either posted on our Facebook page or will post it on our Facebook page. I will. Do yourselves a favor. Go watch it. Yes, it's 54 seconds of god-awful garbage, but just appreciate what we had back in the day with the original Saved by the Bell. We had but, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, man. Yeah. Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> so in this version, um, it, it's basically a reboot, but it's more of a continuation of the original Saved by the Bell. Uh, Zach Morris is governor of California now. Okay. Uh, AC Slater is the gym teacher and football coach. And, uh, you know, he's probably the most recognizable character that you'll see on an ongoing basis in this reboot. but. Uh, God, the, I get where they're trying to go with the comedy and it may be something that is really geared towards this teenage generation growing up. But if they wanted to hold on to those original Saved by the Bell uh, fans, I think they're going to have a hard time doing it. Yeah, there was a couple of weird throwbacks. I like the, 
like at the end, like you have the, I'm assuming are two of the main characters, like they're still doing the um, time out, you know, except it's a girl that does it this time. And then the person that uh, looks like Zach apparently is Zach's kid because AC yep. Slater cracks a joke at the end and said, Hey, you know, me and my best friend used to just fight over the girl. And he goes, ironically enough, that's your mom and dad, or that's your, it was over your mom. Uh, with your dad so if you followed say by the bell you knew that was zach and kelly so um jesse spano's in it those were the only two i saw i guarantee you there will be no screech nope um i don't know if they're gonna have a principal as cool as belding was but uh they could bring him back he's right apparently uh lisa turtle hey hey hey, what is going on here i agree denny there is no more imagination left in hollywood that is true but actually, we are going to get to something here in a little bit that uh, is along these lines where they found that right niche. But uh, yeah. so just hold that thought. Yeah. Uh, so even for a diehard Saved by the Bell guy, and I love that show as cheesy as it is, I don't know about this. I'll watch an episode. I'll save judgment, but it doesn't look that great. Does not. Let's move on to something that sounds great. So HBO Max, which is going to be the new streaming service that's all encompassing, boy, I can't speak today, all encompassing of everything Warner Brothers, including HBO, is developing three high concept projects from J.J. Abrams, obviously his production company, Bad Robot. Uh, You have (laughs) a show set at the Shining's infamous Overlook Hotel, so a show based on The Shining an original 70s set drama centered around a getaway driver. And then the one that I think I'm most excited about is a DC Comics-inspired series using the characters from Justice League Dark. And so uh, we're talking Swamp Thing and John Constantine and Zatanna. Um, You know, something that actually Warner Brothers has tried making a movie for for years now and uh, looks like they may actually have more success in making it a HBO Max series. Don't know if it's going to be a limited series, ongoing series, whatever it is, but we know it's in good hands with J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. Um, Some exciting stuff that's right around the corner that's in development that isn't a coronavirus cancellation or delay. So I'm excited. Right. And another thing too, it says uh, their HBO Max is also going to be doing a Green Lantern series. So yeah, Green Greg- Lantern! <laughs> Greg Berlanti, who is the uh, mastermind behind the Arrowverse, is he's developing. Yeah, he's developing that series for HBO Max. So, uh, you know, you know, it's going to be uh, true to form, just like he does with the Arrowverse, but maybe uh, a little edgier, you know, push the envelope a little bit more so than what they can do over at the CW. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've discussed on previous episodes with the streaming wars of all the different streaming stuff. I think HBO Max absorbing the DC content, uh, I would almost, I hope they eliminate the DC service and just throw it into HBO. I mean, DC does, we've discussed this a lot. The TV shows are just done right with DC movies. No, TV shows, absolutely. Their animated features are fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely some good stuff. Um, You know, what I've been doing lately during this quarantine, too, I know we're not on a video game segment, but since we're talking DC is um, I was telling you, um, 
I fell back into uh, Batman, the uh, Telltale series, which is basically just a story because you don't do a whole lot, but press a button and you kind of guide Batman where he, what he's going to do. Is he it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And what an excellent story. Like, I wish they would just make a movie out of those games. Like, it's so good. Like, I literally tapped into my old, like, high school self, and I sat from the beginning of the morning until, like, the evening, and I beat the whole damn game. It was so good, though. It was cereal stuck to your shirt. and uh, Well, yes, I was, I was wearing my Trooper Oath uh, cereal T-shirt here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, Warner Brothers in D.C., they've been great with everything that's not their feature films. Give or take a, a few, you know, Wonder Woman was a fantastic feature film. Uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey movie was actually really good. Did you just make a weird face like you didn't want to say it was good? Like you're like, Harley Quinn? I don't know. Maybe yeah, your I was, face wasn't that bad. <laughs> maybe I was holding something in. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe you were holding a fart in. I don't know. No big deal. <laughs> but uh, I agree. I think HBO Max is going to be a definite get for when it's available on the streaming platforms, especially if they roll in the whole DC universe. Um, I've, I still want to watch, you know, the Titans show, but I don't feel like paying 75 bucks a year for basically just that. No, I don't blame you at all. Um, shout out to Gina Aragon for tuning in. Hello, Gina. <laughs> Hello. All right. So, well, that really does it for TV <laughs> news. That really is, huh? Yeah. I guess it's time to go to the movies. Well. Oh, well, before um, we do. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, there's <laughs> more. <laughs> so one thing we started doing, because we don't have a box office report, is something that I've aptly named Behind the Streams. And so Tony and I are featuring something on a streaming platform that uh, we've discovered that you may not be familiar with and uh, want to get you guys up to speed and let you know uh, what we've enjoyed about it. So, Tony, if you wouldn't mind uh, kicking off, what have you been up to streaming-wise lately? Um, <laughs> well, well, there, sir, what did I talk about last time? Was, uh, the dark was, side of the ring. I saw, I yep. saw that on YouTube. All right, this is embarrassing to admit this, but it's on Netflix. Um, I'm waiting. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the big show show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's so bad but i watched i watched it oh. and it, it wasn't actually that bad it kind of has it has a vibe of like tgif type shows like it's a good family show about the wrestler the big show and um I watched one and then all of a sudden one became two and then it became four. And then I watched the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> so I watched that. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a good family comedy, whatever. It's fine. And then of course, uh, Tiger, Tiger King. <laughs> Carol <Yeah>. Baskins. <laughs> and if you haven't watched Tiger King, then one, you're in the minority because everybody else in this world has so far, but uh, definitely well worth a watch. What I haven't yeah, watched weird. in that regard is apparently there was a follow-up sort of interview show that they did that they released. I haven't it watched that yet. Yeah, I watched that the other day. God, I apparently had a lot of time. I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> um, yeah, Joel McHale is on it. Um, 
it's it's definitely interesting to see what everyone thinks. They all think that Carol Baskins killed her husband. They all think that, and uh, um, some interesting characters. So, um, and, and they definitely no love for Joe Exotic. So. Yeah, was Jigsaw in it? Yeah, Jigsaw was in there, and he was all ranting and raving about his hot nanny. So, <laughs> Denny's a minority. He's never seen Tiger King. Denny, watch it. Watch Tiger King. Bunch of meth heads. It's great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my streaming pick, a little bit of a story to tell. So I've got my boys. <laughs> I've got my boys in town. So uh, most of what I've been watching has been all kid related. My boys are seven and ten. And uh, the one thing I did do was uh, showed them Back to the Future for the first time yesterday. They loved it. Oh, nice, Thank God. Nice. So now we're going to watch two and three while they're still here. But. Uh, one of the things that they wanted to watch a couple days ago, about a week ago, was oof, Thundercats Roar. This is the new cartoon. Thunder! Thunder! Thundercats! No! <laughs> Basically. This is the comedy remake of Thundercats that's on Cartoon Network, where they you know basically take episodes, and now they're 11 minutes long. And, oh my God, it was painful to watch painful um it's i think it's done by the same people who do steven universe so if you're a cartoon network type person you know that animation style i was willing to give it a chance at first because teen titans go my boys love teen titans go obviously there was a whole bunch of ruckus about when teen titans the original uh animated series became the comic series teen titans go and uh with Teen Titans Go, they actually did it really well. It's funny. The humor is definitely up the alley of, you know, me and Tony, who grew up kids of the 80s and 90s. And then it's still funny for, the, for my kids as well. Thundercats Roar, not even close. It is, there's nothing funny about it. The, ch the jokes are cheap. Um, the action is meh. The animation is terrible. Um, Boy, it is bad. And the funny thing is, bringing all of this up, there was a Teen Titans Go episode that debuted right when Thundercats Roar debuted about this whole thing, about, you know, they were upset that it wasn't their Thundercats and, you know, to give it a chance. And, and so they really sort of meta played that. All right. All of that goes to say that I basically banned Thundercats Roar from our house, at least if I'm watching it. <laughs> so... <laughs> We stumbled over to Disney Plus, where the boys have been watching DuckTales. Woo! Yep. The brand new reboot of DuckTales. It's now in its second season. And going back to Denny's point of no original thoughts anymore, this is a fantastic redo of DuckTales. It's got huge names. Apparently, Tony, here's the squirrels. Um, that sounded like there was a damn body above me. <laughs> it's Juan Pablo. It's Dana Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> so, the new DuckTales, I mean, voice talent is fantastic. You have David Tennant, who is one of the Doctor Whos, who is Kilgore in Jessica Kilgore. Jones. He does Scrooge McDuck. You have Ben Schwartz, who's Dewey Duck. You know him from Parks and Rec, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, Danny, I say Sonic as well, yeah. Yep, Danny Putty, who uh, is Huey Duck. He was in Parks and Rec. 
um, Bobby Moynihan as Louie, uh, Kate McCucci. She was, um, McCucci, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was one of Raj's girlfriends in uh, big bang theory. Oh my God. One, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as you're watching this, I mean, you'll pick up voices that, uh, I mean, big, big names. Uh, Don Cheadle was a voice of one of the characters. Um, and if you grew up like us kids of Disney Afternoon with DuckTales and Darkwing Duck and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, there's so much in this for people our age watching and Rescue as well Rangers, for the kids. Live action upstairs, yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, definitely well worth checking out. It's a show that I would watch on my own without the kids here just because it's really well done. The humor is spot on. The voice talent is fantastic. And the stories are very compelling. I'll have to check more out. I've seen a couple of them when it first came out, and I really liked it. Um, it's, it was definitely enjoyable for a uh, reboot um, type of a show, you know. New animation style is nice, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, so. we're all sitting there laughing and, and having a good time watching it. So, if It's you disappointing on Thundercats, though. It kind of is... I know we've done this in a past episode, but the the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're both big fans of the TMNT, but not that crap. Oof. No, no. Very disappointing in those. Jimmy movies. Jones joined the show. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. All right. Thanks for that message, bud. So that does it for our Behind the Streams. Let's Behind go. the Streams, yeah. Now, one thing I did want to do, even though the box office is closed – there have been a number of movies that have been coming out uh, from the box office straight to video on demand. And because the kids are here, uh, we decided to purchase, you know, do the 48 hour Amazon premiere purchase of trolls world tour, which uh, took the boys to see the original trolls back when it came out. Wasn't overly excited about this one, except for the fact that there were hard rock trolls and heavy metal trolls, which, you know, is definitely up our alley. And, uh, you know, it was a passable, decent enough movie. There were some really good laugh out loud moments. Um, I don't know if it quite held up to the first movie. Uh, the other thing is if you are um, getting deliveries from your local dispensary, it is a trippy movie. It's going to, uh, it's weird. I mean, yeah. Hang it on. was the tiny diamond wrap that got you, huh? Oh, so much more than that. It glitter, right? Yeah. Tiny diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the trailer. I've had to watch it for Pop Culture Kaboom. We covered that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of these DreamWorks movies where everything wraps up into a nice bow. There's really no uh, curveballs. Not like with what uh, Pixar does with their movies. Um, you know, saw Onward, you know, weeks back and, you know, with Disney Pixar, they're fantastic storytellers and they can, you know, make you think you're going one way and give you a little bit of a curveball. With DreamWorks and Trolls World Tour, you basically get what you expect, but, you know, there's some fun moments in it as well. All right. So you're saying, though, if uh, anyone watching with kids, the kids are going to love it, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maximize your $20 uh, rental fee. So obviously, the more people you have watching it, the more value it is. I wouldn't recommend, Tony, you just paying 20 bucks to go see it. 
Um, no, probably not no. worth it. It, it doesn't pique my interest to just watch it. I like I was telling you before we went on air last night. I went on a Deadpool binge and I watched both Deadpool's, and <laughs> I've just kind of been going back and watching some uh, older stuff. <laughs> hey, it makes and, sense. I mean, I mean, I'm done watching the Big Show show. I might as well, right? Yeah. Now, the one thing I did hear about Trolls World Tour is that the first week that it was out, it made about $50 million, which would equate to $50 million in the box office, uh, even though we don't have a box office anymore. That's kind of a scary thought in the idea that uh, there may be more studios who decide not to put movies in the theaters and may opt just to go video on demand. Now, this one yeah. might be a little bit different because it was a highly anticipated animated movie. I wouldn't necessarily expect to see that with uh, some of the lesser known titles that are coming out. Yeah, no, I, I hope, uh, hopefully we get back on track in the world. And even if it's a slow go in theaters where you can't have a whole pack theater, but maybe a couple seats, I, a lot of movies are just meant for theater. Like I couldn't imagine seeing, uh, like we talked about, like seeing uh, Infinity War and then Endgame, like, just straight on demand that that was no. meant to be in theaters and see the reactions, you know, like just certain stuff. Like when Ghostbusters afterlife comes out, I don't want to watch it at home for the first time. I want to watch it on a big, beautiful screen uh, with, with other Ghostbuster fans, man. I want to see the reaction. I want to, I don't want to be spoiled. I want to go into it and just be like, you know, hopefully it's good. And I, I don't walk out going, that was a pile of crap. Yep. Oh, Dolby Atmos, just, you know, surround sound. And, and the other thing is... There's just something about the movie theater experience is it, it just beats the home experience. I mean, once you've seen it, then yeah, watching it at home is cool. But for the first time, uh, big screen is 100% where it's at. Right. And that's the other thing. When you're in the theater sitting there, you know, there's this sort of mutual expectation that, everybody's going to enjoy the movie together. You know, there's not going to be people talking to other people. There's not going to be people getting up unnecessarily. Um, unfortunately, some people do ruin that. But when you're at home watching these, you know, I can't tell you how many times I had to tell my kids, hey, quiet, watch the movie. You know, because you want to be immersed in, in, in these films. You want to be a part of it without being taken out of that, uh, you know, in your home environment. Yeah, you don't want a creepy dude to seat away going, oh, Sonic, the adventures we're going to go on. He's a hedgehog. <laughs> yep. That's fine. I, we're going to get to what Mike's comment uh, here in a second, but uh, okay. I'll acknowledge you. And if you don't know Tony's reference, go back a few episodes to the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog episode. Yeah, it's actually, it's sad to say my last, my last theater movie I saw was Impractical Jokers, and I was the only one in there. So probably not the best one to go see in theaters by yourself. That would probably have been good with a group of people. Yep. But, uh, but before that, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. And, and there was the crying kids. And then there was the me that peeked at my phone and got yelled at. And there was the, oh, Sonic. <laughs> so with any luck, we'll get back to some normalcy soon. Now, if we don't, as we've been doing uh, with yeah, the last uh, handful of shows, we've been getting you guys up to speed on what to expect coming out on Blu-ray, digital, and uh, 4K Ultra. And so uh, with that, today being the 19th of April, coming the 21st in just three days, there's a whole slew of new movies coming out that uh, if you haven't caught yet, um, actually make a lot of good sense. Uh, 
Bad Boys for Life, which we knew already came out on digital back at the end of March. Yeah, that uh, movie rocked. It does. It will be available on uh, a physical disc. The Gentleman, which is the Guy Ritchie movie that uh, Tony reviewed a number of episodes back. Yeah, back in January. Um, that was a weird one. I didn't like it at first. I actually disliked the movie for most of it. And then all of a sudden it got really good. And in the end, I liked it. It was weird. I actually wanted to get up and leave for the first part of it. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I can't speak to it, but uh, knowing that it's on digital now. Uh, yeah, if the see you next it. Tuesday offends you, you don't want to watch it because I say it every other word. <laughs> <laughs> and then the horror movie that uh, I know Tony gave a, I think a touch brown on and uh, pop culture kaboom, The Turning is going to be available. Oh coming out here soon uh, on digital. Dude, you want to know well. a sad thing in my personal life? That was the last date I went on was the turning. Oh, you saw that in person. I forgot I about did. that. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went with a, uh, a really hot girl that is not watching the show, but I still think you're very hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I went and watched that with her, and uh, it was a great date, but, man, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Finn Wolfhard, another f- friend of the show. Um, it was uh, it was probably his worst thing he's ever done, man. That movie sucked. Sucked. I hated that movie. Good to know to avoid it, though. Yeah. All right. It wasn't as bad as The Witch, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. And then if we don't do an episode next weekend, which we probably won't, because that's when I'll be bringing the boys back home. And actually, I haven't even told you, Tony. They're staying out another week, which is awesome. Woo! Yeah. So yeah. more, more back to the future to show them. I couldn't even uh, I couldn't uh, even be a part of the show because I actually closed at my other job. Yeah. So, so we won't have an episode next week. Hit that one. <laughs> but probably the following week. All that goes to say that uh, coming out April 28th, there's a couple um, Blu-ray releases that uh, look interesting. One is Harry Potter and a weird... Uh... <laughs> That's the cover of it. Yep. Called Guns Akimbo. And it looks Dude. like just a trip of a movie. It really is. So his hands are guns. Like um, we uh, watched the trailer for uh, Pop Culture Kaboom, and actually it looks pretty awesome. Like it looks like a lot. Watch the fun. trailer; it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that uh, we did a trailer of the week uh, a couple episodes ago for was uh, Mortal Kombat Legends: Scorpion's Revenge, and this is an animated <laughs> feature for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Which is a hard R. I mean, and it looks good. It looks fun, it looks gory, I, bloody. I definitely want to watch it. So those come out April 28th. All right. That does it for our Blu-ray releases. Want to talk about My Girl or My Girl 2. I'm just Not kidding. Really. Not really. Or Elvira and the Big Chi-Chi Weechies. <laughs> Sorry. The Juan Pablo is like coming down from the ceiling and he's there you go. His spirit is uh taking over your soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Tone. Let's go ahead and talk movie news. Movies. I knew the key master. Back it up, fuzzball. Oh. Okay, we saw we kicked it back. This baby hit 38 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious shit. Which reminds me, I know, watching the uh, Back to the Future with the kids yesterday, at one point Reese turns to me and goes, they say the SH word a lot in this movie. (laughs) Yep, they do. Like, it's just poop. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, we've been reporting over the last couple of weeks about all of the movies that have been pushed back and delayed, and uh, a lot of them weren't given new release dates. Well, Paramount has come out and basically said that uh, for at least a few of their movies, when they plan on releasing them, one we were bummed about was Top Gun Maverick, originally set to... I feel the need. Originally set to open June 24th, will now hit theaters, which we recommended December 23rd. It's oh, nice that's to see. a good one, yeah. It sucks nice to get back, and this is where Mike's comment comes in. Yes, this needs to be seen in a theater. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. And stop pushing them back to next year. Yes. Release them in November, release them in December. Good job, Paramount. Yeah, because what go. the hell are they going to release over the summer? Are we just going to get re-releases? Like, oh, we got nothing to play, so anyone want to watch the female reboot of Ghostbusters? Well, if Disney is smart, or, um, yeah, they're Fox div Division, and uh, Tony is pretending to be frozen there, thank, thank God he's not. <laughs> uh, they will hopefully release the new Mutants. As soon as things go back to normal, it would be smart of them to just drop that movie in theaters. Yeah. Just put it out. Because um, I know we got uh, Black Widow pushed to November. So, yeah. yeah. A Quiet Place Part Two, originally open, uh, set to open March 20th, is uh, now coming out September 4th. So, still sticking in 2020, which is great. And then the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, starring Keanu Reeves, originally <laughs> slated for May 22nd, is set to release July 31st. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but uh, as long as we can uh, get back to uh, seeing some movies in the theaters, I will be happy. Yeah. In this article, there's also an odd footnote that I'm surprised we haven't heard more about. The G.I. Joe spinoff Snake Eyes apparently is set to release and is unchanged for October 23rd. I hadn't heard anything about that movie yeah. up until now. Yeah. Well, maybe they just stay mum. It would be kind of cool if they just didn't tell you what was coming out and it's like, coming next week, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Hey. So that be a marketing disaster. <laughs> Get people to run to the movies, though. All yeah. right. So speaking of sequels, reboots, remakes, all of that, uh, we know that... Yep, following the success of Jay and Silent Bob reboot from Kevin Smith... Uh, we know that he's been working on the Mallrats sequel. 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 It's squirrel. like a squeakle. Yeah, instead of a squeakle, it's a squirkle. <laughs> well, he's been working on the script for that and uh, has come out recently saying that, uh, you know, with the spread of COVID-19 and everything that's going on, that's going to affect the script in how it's being reformed uh, by the pandemic. Uh, because it's something that is clearly affecting us going forward uh, from now through all time. Nobody's forgetting about this. This isn't a minor blip in the history of humanity. Everything we do from here on in, in the arts that reflects life is going to include this time in our history. It's not like you can ignore it or something like that straight from the words of Kevin Smith's mouth. So my guess is that it's going to somewhat relate to with what we're going through here. Something that uh, we've been talking about in the household is, when is the first television that we're going to see commenting on 
coronavirus and, and all of that that's going on. And uh, I know Tony's preparing the button. Yowie, wowie. Uh, not that button, but. Uh, I know. You thought I was going to hit that one, that. Coronavirus. That's the one. Coronavirus. <clears throat> Knowing how long it takes shows to be produced, I would expect to see South Park probably do the first coronavirus related release oh, just because they can turn around an episode basically in about 10 days from script to finished material, which is why they're so uh, relevant in the things that they're talking about. Everything yeah, else. It's awesome. Yeah. I think everything yeah. else we're going to see in about a year before. It, it's weird. If it, if I could, if it didn't cost me uh, my job, <laughs> the stories I could tell you in the retail world that I've seen during this pandemic would I, there's some great TV in there. I'm telling you, there's, there's, I literally, you, I, I can't, I can't tell you on here cause I won't get in trouble, but <laughs> there's some hardcore stuff, man. You may want to start writing those down. You know? Yeah. I've go. believe me, man, there is some good stuff. Um, again, uh, you know, the, everyone that's out there working retail, they know what they could tell you. I mean, there's some crazies. Like I think, um, I, I won't say what happened other than we put limits on things, but I had, I had an old guy throw a temper tantrum and chuck a thing at baby pipes <laughs> because I wouldn't sell him to. Yeah. He did wish me a lot of harm, but in the sense of comedy, I could spin that into something great. Right. Ugh. Or even in my 20 years with uh, retail, the things I've seen, the characters I've worked with, um, there's, I won't say if it's a member or a uh, an employee, but if I could be Saturday Night Live, there is a, are you the Ephaphan? <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. go into it, but uh, yeah, uh, characters. You get a lot of good ideas from all these things. Yeah. I'll tell you after the show. All that to say, there is no, <laughs> there's no doubt that what we're going through right now is going to affect the content of what we see coming in the next six months, year, two years, um, you know, with everything that's going on. So stay tuned for that. Obviously mall rats to what? Yeah, Dawn of the mall rats. Is that what he's calling it? Yeah. I here. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. We're, we're fans of Kevin Smith and, um, but I take his news with movies with a grain of salt because I mean it's he's he's written Clerks three like two different times, yeah. he had two different scripts, and at one time Mallrats two was going to be made, and then it was going to be a show, but then Universal wouldn't give him the rights, and then I don't know, it doesn't like I don't see where the COVID nineteen and the Corona thing sounds like it would be a lot of fun for, <laughs> True. for Mallrats. Not, you know what I mean? Not super ripe for comedy, I'm sure. No, no. I mean, it, not unless you like clerks, you could pull it. I'm telling you, yes. being in retail, you could definitely pull something clerks, but it'd have to be a department uh, or a grocery store, not a quick stop type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, let's move on. Uh, no chocolate covered pretzels for us right now. Woo! <laughs> One of the movies we were super bummed to find out has been moved with no release date yet. We're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Obviously, the name of this podcast is based after Ghostbusters for our love of Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, we're finding out now that uh, Dan Aykroyd had actually written a script for Ghostbusters 3 back in 1999, 
It was titled Ghostbusters 3 Hellbent. And uh, aside from Fighting Gozer or uh, Vigo the Carpathian, in this version of the script, (laughs) they were going to be taking on Satan himself in a mirror, dark and mirror version of NYC called Manhattan. And uh, we found out in that one that Venkman, Bill Murray's character, uh, was actually going to die in that movie, which makes sense. I mean, uh, around that time, Bill Murray had no interest in reprising the role. He was doing his Lost in Translation, sort of more artsy Steve Zisku type roles. And uh, that made a lot of sense. But obviously we know he's coming back for this new one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. But uh, I would love to get my hands on the script and just sort of see how, yeah, just read it and see how it would have been different. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, we'll share the link on our Facebook page, but they actually have, Dan Aykroyd has a picture of the script, just the title on it. And um, they actually, what was cool though, reading into the article that a lot of the story ended up in the uh, Ghostbusters video game, which yep. was voiced by all four of them. It was a hell of a good video game too. Excellent yeah. game. I picked up the, uh, the reboot of that uh, a month and a half ago. And have slowly been playing through it. Don't have a lot of time for video games, but it holds up. Oh, it's no a lot of fun. time for the video games for a year? Nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just gives you an idea of what could have been with the Ghostbusters 3. Obviously, we're going to see what will be with Ghostbusters Afterlife once it finally comes out. Yeah, March of next year. So <sighs> sad day. So sad. <laughs> Afterlife. <laughs> All right, moving on to some uh, new directorial news. Breaking news. Exactly. After we found out that uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness's original director, Scott Derrickson, pulled out, uh, Marvel and the MCU was working to figure out, okay, who's going to fill that spot? Who has those sort of horror comedy chops that, that can pull that off? Well, we've now had confirmation that Sam Raimi, Evil Dead, the original Spider-Man trilogy, will be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I think it's a good pull. I think it's... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely the I right like fit. I like Too bad Macho Man still wasn't alive. Boom, says ready. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, Raimi filling that slot will be perfect. You know, he, he has those horror chops. He can do the comedy that's right in line with the MCU. It's a return back to what he sort of established with the MCU uh, and Spider-Man. And he said that, uh, I mean, he's fully on board. Doctor Strange has been one of his favorite characters behind Spider-Man and Batman, but uh, that he'll do it right, you know, and uh, yeah. And this I, one's supposed to be kind of like a horror movie in a way. This, yeah. So, uh, so uh, you know, he has the definite chops for that. So, And uh, what's, uh, what we're about to talk about, too, is uh, there's a certain individual that is in all of his, pretty much all of his movies. Shop smart. Shop that smart. Shop that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Bruce Campbell. So, uh, obviously, Bruce Campbell came up with Sam Raimi. They did all of the Evil Dead movies together. He's been in all of the Spider-Man movies. He makes cameo appearances in all of Sam Raimi's things. Um, He is 
basically vying for some sort of role. And he said recently, you know, surely there must be some character to challenge the good doctor. So I think if Bruce Campbell has his way with it, he would be the main villain for that film. Of course, we don't know who the main villain is going to be. We don't know really any casting news beyond um, Benedict Cumberbatch. But uh, I would expect to at least see Bruce Campbell in a uh, cameo role, if not something a little bit larger. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm very excited that Sam Raimi's coming back. Um, Be kind of cool, too, if there was like a Tobey Maguire-like cameo somewhere in there. Right. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be nice to know that things are back on track with this film. And uh, it's supposed to tie into a number of the television series that are coming to Disney Plus. So uh, um, namely WandaVision being, I think, the the most connected to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to WandaVision. That looks, the premise of it seems really cool. Yeah, it looks trippy. Um, Elizabeth Bernal joined the show and that's my friend at work. Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> I do that to her all the time. And she looks at me like I'm on drugs and then she just smiles. and walks away. <laughs> There is a backstory to why Tony is doing that. But if you don't know it, then it just <laughs> seems weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Uh, not necessarily TV movie, video game related, but, uh, <laughs> A sad thing that uh, we're seeing, obviously, all around the country with events being canceled. San Diego Comic-Con came out uh, a couple days ago and officially announced that San Diego Comic-Con 2020 has been canceled. This is... Yep, it's a sad day. Um, Sort of unavoidable. We knew it was coming around the corner, but... You know, you, you always hope that things would go back to normal before a big event like this where all of the big new movie, you know, genre related are, are typically announced. And in this case, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait till 2021 before the next one. In a statement, they said, for the first time in its 50-year history, San Diego Comic Convention, the organized be- organizers behind the annual pop culture celebration announced today with deep regret that there will be no Comic-Con in 2020. The event will instead return to the San Diego Convention Center from July 22nd to the 25th in 2021. Recognizing that countless attendees save and plan for its convention each year and how many exhibitors and stakeholders rely upon its events for a majority portion of their livelihood, they had hoped to delay this decision in in anticipation that COVID-19 concerns might lessen by summer. Continuous monitoring of health advisories and recent statements by the governor of California have made it clear that it would not be safe to move forward with plans for this year. So uh, it is sad. I know a lot of people rely on it, like they said, for their livelihood, but you know, let's wait till 2021 and make it a total blowout. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Like they can't try to do it later in the year and stuff, but I'm sure scheduling and everything else it's, I guess you got to do what you got to do. And that's got to, that's, that hurts the city of San Diego. I mean, that's yep. such a huge boost uh, of tourism and revenue for the city. And, you know, they've, all they've got other than that really is tourism and baseball. Baseball's not going on. So, SeaWorld. I don't even think it's going on right now. It's not. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, 
you know, we've, we've gone to multiple San Diego comic cons. Obviously there's a lot of effort put into it from the organizers and trying to line up the studios and the celebrities and the exhibitors and all of that. And, uh, you know, at this point it, it does make more sense for them to cancel it than trying to hold out hopes that'll continue just because there's so many things, you know, wheels moving to, to make that happen. So we might see yeah. some sort of virtual version or some announcements come out, uh, beside you know the actual comic-con but uh yeah let's hit everything hard back in 2021 and uh make that the year of new media yeah absolutely you know it's kind of random too non uh pop culture related uh, for our show but i mean the nfl draft is next week and and you, you that's gonna be all virtual and weird so that should be interesting to watch so yeah <laughs> they were hyping for the first time from Vegas. Well, doesn't uh, really do good. So not necessarily anymore. So, all right, we are on to our final two stories, and these are video game related. Tony, go ahead and hit that video game button. All video games. Hey man, you want to play some video games? <laughs> all right after after so many episodes i i finally think it's time i with all this extra time on my hands I, it's time to reboot some of the music i think that's been a fun intro but it has but we're on the 50th episode yeah i think it's just time yeah yep new quotes new something else yep all right as far as video games go i feel like and you know tony can probably back me up here 2020 feels like the year of reboots and remasters of old video games. You know, we're seeing it with Final Fantasy VII, Ghostbusters rebooted. Um, what did we just pick up that was a remaster? Um, um, did, well, they re-released... Um, Resident Evil 3. Um, oh, yeah. Resident Evil 3 just dropped. Um, that was a complete remake. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 for the PlayStation 4 just dropped this week, and that's oh, a complete remake. Link's Awakening, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You know, so we're seeing a lot of these old games find new life in, you know, remastered graphics and all of that. Well, that goes to say that a Star Wars Episode One Racer, which if you grew up and had the uh, Nintendo 64 in 1999, was a game that came out right around the release of Star Wars Episode One, and uh, was actually a, a fun game. You know, you were one of the pod racers. Uh, yeah, there were twenty-eight. Or sorry, twenty oh, pod man, racers. Person. <laughs> eight worlds to play on. It was all based on the Phantom Menace, and uh, it was like I said, it was a fun game that nobody really expected. And uh, they are re-releasing that here on the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four on May 12th, so right around the corner. Um, oddly enough, not on Xbox. Yeah, Xbox is a big name kind of, you know what else is weird? There's a lot of exclusives in motion, like Final Fantasy VII, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. That's not coming out to the other systems for at least a year. Um, what else? Uh, Modern, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, just dropped with a remaster. Um, no online play, just strictly the campaign, and that's only okay. on PlayStation 4. It'll be on the Xbox later this month. But, uh, yeah, on the 
the pod racing one, I hope it's based off of the Dreamcast version versus the right. Nintendo 64 version. Because the Nintendo 64 one was blocky and kind of, it was fun, fun for the times. And uh, I want something crisp and, you know, and I don't know how well the Dreamcast era graphics hold up. I mean, it's got to be better than the 64 graphics. And then right. I think on the last episode, we did talk about Mario, I believe. We did, yep. Masters, yeah, so those those ones will be real cool to look forward to later this year. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. It's definitely something I'd pick out. I'd probably get it on the Switch. Yeah. I, it seems like a fun, uh, fun on-the-go game. Just quick pick-me-up little racing game. Yeah. Now, the only hope here is that, you know, it's a $20 game, $25 at the most. Yeah. At that price point, it's worth the pickup. If it's a $60 game, nope. Nah. No, and that's the problem, I think, with uh, Modern Warfare. I think that was like 30 or something like that. I'm like, mm, not for a game I've already steep. Beat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of lowering. Now, I will pay that for like uh, the Mario collection with all yes. those Mario games. Yeah, I'd do that. But I'd probably even repay for a remaster of Mario 64. I'd probably pay close to that too. But not every game, though, you know. Yeah. So. But, you know, again, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're looking for something uh, a little nostalgic to play, uh, this comes out in a little less than a month from now. So might be worth checking out. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to at least trying it, man. I'm, I've been having a lot of fun, uh, like I said earlier in the thing, playing uh, Batman. Um, it's been fun. I picked up Madden 20 when it was on sale. Um, it's like 20 bucks pick that up it's actually one of the it's one of the best madden games i've played the graphics are polished and look sharp um gameplay's fluid it's very nice very cool well i hate to admit patrick mahomes is hella good on that game (laughs) that must be (laughs) tough to say as a broncos fan ah dude it's brutal (laughs) all right well we have made it to our last story um we mentioned a few episodes back that e3 Another convention, uh, this one based on video games, is officially canceled. But we have been getting more news on the next-gen console releases. We talked a little bit about the Xbox, uh, what are they calling it, Tone? Xbox? Uh, the Xbox Next series. Okay. <laughs> and then now we're finding... Or the X series or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we're also... Computer power. Basically, Yeah. We're getting more information on Sony's PlayStation 5. Now, they haven't released what the actual console looks like, but they have released what the um, controller is going to be. And uh, it looks like a sort of normal next-generation version of the um, controller that we're used to with the PlayStation 4. It's all white instead of black, which is kind of cool. But... Sony is basically saying that uh, the new PlayStation 5 will be limited in its first year of its launch as they expect a higher price to affect demand for its console. So this isn't going to be a $300 system. You're looking $499 to $549, which is a little steep. Mm. Um, You know, as I do usually with new systems is I'll give it six months to a year before I invest in it. Don't rush out and buy them. Could you imagine if you went out and bought, like, remember, this is a nice throwback on an anniversary episode, but before Google Stadia came out, you were like, man, I'm all about this. I want to get it. And I think even now it's, where's the support for it? Like, Well, and that's part of the problem is that, you know, they, 
they can build these systems up as, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to do this, 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 and this. But after they're released, you start seeing the faults and the bugs and, and, and all of that. And, uh, you know, they work their way through it. And it's the reason that these next gen systems have such long shelf lives, but going out and picking it up right away, generally not the smartest thing to do. No, the only way I would want to get on board with the next Xbox or the next PlayStation is I want full backwards compatibility to games I already own. So that way, if there's in the meantime, there's not a lot of titles out. Like if I buy digital games, I want my digital games to access on that. Like there should be no reason why I can't access my old stuff. It's, right. it's just a digital format. So um, it's kind of like up here in this room. I have the Xbox 360 hooked up to that so I can still play uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, the Darkstalkers. A lot of the games I have on Xbox Live that's not compatible with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I bought the Xbox One, when that was the new system, I was all jazzed and there was like no games. It was buggy. Yep. Um, it was expensive. And uh, over time, it became a great system. Like, like you, know, you pick it up today, it's awesome. There's tons of games. There's a lot of backwards compatibility. Uh, compatibility. Um, Xbox uh, Gaming Pass is included. Um, it's like a standard with your Xbox Live now. Now it's when you pay for the online service, now you have uh, Game Pass. So you get to play a lot of games. Like I didn't have to go buy Gears of War 5. It's just, it's there. So, um, and Nintendo's doing something cool with theirs. Like their online s- services, I would say weak in the sense of hooking up with your friends and stuff because you got to have friend codes and stuff but mm-hmm. dude, all that access to old school nintendo access to the super nintendo you and i could play against each other in old school super nintendo mario kart and we have to talk crap on a on our tablet or a phone but you know nintendo does it right they're not charging you to buy all these even though right. like, a lot of those games i probably would have gladly paid like five to ten bucks just to have that on my uh, switch yep <clears throat> the only bummer part is when you're on the go, if you're not hooked up to the internet, you can't play the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo aspect of it. But Right. Well, and the other thing that I noticed with, you know, PlayStation 4, which I hope they fix with these next-gen consoles, is the limited space. I mean, I've got a terabyte hard drive on my PlayStation 4. I was downloading a game the other day and basically said, oh, you have, you have no more space. These games take up so much space. I mean, they're oh, yeah. 50 to 100 gigabytes a piece. You're very limited in what you can play. So then you have to delete memory from one and then go back and down. And the download times just take forever. So I'm hoping they either come with massively huge hard drives or cloud access that uh, is yeah. instantaneous. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that kind of always bugged me with these current gen systems, you know, like if you have the physical disc, let me just play the damn game. I want to pop it in and let's get going. But you got to like the disc just sits there. It doesn't even spin. It just gives you a license to play the game. Well, that's all it is. Yeah. The disc is confirmation that you purchased it. Otherwise it is a digital download. Anymore, I've just bought the damn, I just do the digital ones. Cause a, I'm not going to get rid of the games anymore. Cause you don't get nothing for them. Right. And two, it just, um, you get better deals. Like the digital ones always have deals yeah. versus like physical. You go to GameStop, you're not going to find a lot of those games dirt cheap like on the digital marketplace, you know. So I get it. Now, one system I'll give props that did it great right out the gate was uh, Nintendo Switch. And ironically enough, you know what the best-selling system is right now? Nintendo Switch. 
they can't find it anywhere. Yeah. People are price gouging, man. Uh, at work, we we put a two limit, and every time we get in, people buying two at a time, and you know that they're gouging, and it's sad, but uh, you know it's it's the hot thing right now because Animal Crossing. Oh my god, all <laughs> a lot of my coworkers are talking Animal Crossing. They're like, I built my island, so it, I don't know if it's good video game etiquette. Like when somebody visits my island, I got to make sure the island looks good, and I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know if I got time for that. Like no. the only games that really pique my interest right now that I'm that I want to play is like I my sister, who was an old school gamer and then got out of it. When I told her Final Fantasy VII was out on the PS4, um, luckily her uh, fiance Cody she had a PS4 that they never play, and uh, they went out and they got Final Fantasy VII. My sister on her days off she has just been religiously back to being a gamer. Like she's <laughs> up early in the morning and up late night, just playing final fantasy seven, oh, just like when we were kids, man. She's, I remember very, those days. Oh, she's man. just like, she goes, sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of a battle. And I go, what the hell? Right. Like, what is this? Like, uh, that 2005, 2006 again, like this is cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I want to check out Final Fantasy VII, man. It looks, it looks beautiful. They really did a good job on that. Well, I got to say, if I didn't have a more than full-time job <laughs> regularly through this and I was stuck at home, I would be playing so many video games right now. Oh, well, and that's the thing. I, I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV and stuff because, I mean, when I'm not at work, I'm just at home because I can't go do anything else. But I, I work a lot, so... It's not as cool as some people, but yeah, I'm with you, man. If I was stuck just sitting here, um, that be doing more video games for sure. Yeah. Well, well hour, that was hour and twenty one minutes in, and uh, we took uh, we took a real short episode and made it a real long episode. Yeah, huh? yeah. we have a tendency because to it's. That. I just wanted to get that in. Not your birthday yet. That's coming up. No, soon, well, it's it's our birthday. It's, it's like our the shows. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah shows. Yeah, excited about my birthday anymore. Me. <laughs> all right, but with all of that being said, you know, we thank you guys who are continuing to watch, who are watching it after the fact, downloading, subscribing, leaving us comments, and leaving comments too. And I do gotta get Lacey's in because I didn't find a spot to put it in. But okay, she wanted to let us know that Ryan Reynolds is working on a Clue remake. Yep. So that's that. That's awesome. I, we haven't heard any other news on there, but I did want to at least give her a shout out. She participated on that. So very um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Jason Bateman was going to direct it, but he had to back out because it was interfering with uh, Ozarks. So okay. There you go. So it's always cool to yeah. get tips like that from your fans that'll text you or message you and, um, they and comment on the uh, on there. So that way we kind of know. I mean, and that's how I got the Saved by the Bell. Uh, trailer was actually from Lacey. So thanks Lace for that. <laughs> Very cool. Speaking of messages, you know, we want to give that number one more time. If you guys want to leave us a voice message, hell you can leave a drunk voice message, just keep it entertaining. Or if you want to turn us on to some other news that we're not covering yeah. by all means, Tony hit us with that number again. That phone number is 775-453-6066. That number again, 775 775- Four five three six zero six six. Be like Juan. Be like Jimmy. Leave us a message. We'll play you on there. You want to give us a shout out? You want to say your trooper shirt looks stupid? Whatever. Feel free to. 
<laughs> All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. Tony, go ahead and take us out. We out! I am That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Woo! Honey, where's Fluffy? Goodbye. <laughs>